0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Monday, May 8th, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton.
1: And I'm Mike Agavino. How are you guys?
2: Living large. Living la vida loca. <laughs> <laughs> Nudo's lead singer. One of <laughs> That's right. Ricky Martin. Yeah, Ricky. and you Ricky's didn't know what Menudo meant.
1: Ricky's a big fan of yours. Yeah, I told
2: you I used to do his choreographs.
1: I know that he Him is. and Justin Timberlake. Yes. How were your Hello Fresh desserts this weekend? Oh, Jim?
0: They were lovely. Oh my god, lovely.
1: Let me tell you something. I
0: held. I held back one of those uh, chocolate delights hey. for this weekend, and it went down lovely. Wow. Thank you for asking.
2: Every uh, t- every time I get the box, I don't even get the box. I don't, I don't, I'm be lying. And, about that, but I get that big old biodegradable box and it's full of meals. It's pure love, yes. That means no Walmart delivery is coming because everything's in the box. There you That's go, right, there, right. there you That's go. Right.
1: Sorry, Walmart. Yeah. Um, Cindy
2: ain't sneaking that debit card. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I get that. I, I get the alerts from Walmart, but I, I, the Hello Fresh is loving the box, yeah. It's usually the kids anyway, isn't it? Right. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I need to How I need least like in a, my I course. need a
1: food safe. Yeah. That only I know the combination to because yeah. I got, you know, an eighteen and a twenty one year old get at it. home I who get eat more too. than any human being I, should oh, be right. able I, to I, eat. Yep. Yep. And it doesn't matter if it's the last of whatever it is, yeah. and they know it's one of my favorite things. In fact, that's an incentive. Yeah. If it's one of my favorite things, <laughs> either, and it's, they, it's they the last TV one TV. left, they are incentivized, and then they collude in a denial uh, over who right. took the last right. one.
2: And uh, like if it's a cereal box, though, they'll they'll, put, they'll leave like five pieces and put it back in the cabinet. Oh yeah, that's and, like a, you that's can a good get some to, of that. Yeah, yeah. But you know what, my wife and uh, kids actually hide. Shit that they don't want me to eat from me, they, because I they know I'm lazy. I'm not gonna go. For, I have my own like jam section, right? If they, if it's something that they want to keep from me, they had it.
1: Right. Right. My, my mother told my sons a story about me hiding cheese in my drawer as a kid, uh-huh. and that was like the worst thing she ever did to me because. Now there's nothing disgusting I can catch them doing <laughs> that I have, yeah, you know, any right to call them on because they just come back and go, hey, Grandma said she found you with that you know, <laughs> provolone in your sock drawer.
2: There so, you go. You know, provolone. Yeah, provolone
1: yeah. in the sock drawer will get you in you trouble. Know,
2: I know, had to hide his provolone. <laughs>
1: well, okay, let's you get, get away from cheese. G- let's about talk on. about Crying. One of your all-woody members, who we actually week? haven't talked about in a little while. That's right. she business? Mm. No, 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 not she not business. There's a restraining order out still, so we can't <laughs> talk about her. But,
2: but business, if you're, you're not going to believe
1: this, but Alex Murdoch
2: oh my God. lied Yes.
1: and he, confe- lied? He, confe- he admitted that he lied.
2: Oh my gosh. He did Which, that in
1: court. I mean, maybe maybe the time spent away is helping him, you know, find
2: his For the record, Murdoch and Baldwin essence. are not on the all of Woody team.
1: Murdoch is a second inducted member.
2: I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like the story. He's got way too much coverage for killing his family.
1: Well, you nominated the the, the one who was selling organs last year. Yeah, but
2: episode. that's different. That's she's
0: special. <laughs> oh, she I, is. No, I'm, I want to un-nominate. Ms. Sheba. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll have
1: the offline all discussion right. about whether. All right, her here we go. All the Give team. her eighty. But, but look, the the lie that he admitted to was he lied. He admitted that he that he lied when he claimed that dogs caused the former housekeeper Gloria, Gloria Satterfield's fatal fall. That's and that's actually because that's, that's
2: he did it. Well no no, he's not admitting that he did it, but I'm telling you Well Career Experience he did it. I told you all that
1: the still remaining all woody team inductee and all around piece of shit, Alex Murdoch claimed in federal court filing on Monday that he lied when he told his insurance company that the family dogs caused his late housekeeper Gloria Satterfield to trip and fall. You may recall that Satterfield died in February 2018 after tumbling on the steps of the family's main residence, which has since been sold, uh, in South Carolina known as Moselle. Murdar's lawyers wrote in his reply to Nautilus Insurance Company's fraud lawsuit against him that, quote, no dogs were involved in the fall of Gloria Satterfield. They continued, quote, after Ms. Satterfield's death, the defendant invented Ms. Satterfield's purported statement that dogs caused her fall to force his insurers to make a settlement payment. So he's admitting to telling the lie that forced an insurance company to make a settlement Mm. payment. Now, why would he do that? Nautilus sued Murdoch, his former friend and ex-attorney, the Corey Fleming guy, and others for fraud after they allegedly pocketed $3.8 million dollars from Nautilus and another 500,000 from Lloyds of London that should have gone to the Satterfield children. Right? We all remember that.
0: Yep.
2: Oh, we remember.
1: <laughs> Nautilus has accused Murdoch <laughs> of insurance fraud by encouraging the Satterfield children to sue him, then lining his pockets with the money that came from that lawsuit. Murdoch told the Satterfield boys that a settlement had not been reached. as he and his co-conspirators allegedly spent the windfall. In the reply, Murdoch's lawyers point out that the Satterfields recovered over $7.5 million based on the allegation that the disbarred attorney had stolen insurance money that should have gone to them. The Satterfield estate wasn't entitled to the funds in the first place if Murdoch lied about the circumstances of the fall. The document contends. So he's only coming out admitting to the lie because the lawyers can now say the Satterfields aren't entitled to any of those funds because they were gotten through a lie. Mm-hmm. So lawyer Eric Bland, who represents the Satterfield family, alleges that Murdoch is lying yet again to avoid to avoid a judgment against him and to encourage Nautilus to sue the Satterfield estate, which obviously uh, got that other seven and a half million dollars. So they're pretty flush. So in an unbelievably ironic twist of fate, the Satterfield boys are flush with cash. Murdoch is broke. Murdoch comes out and says through his lawyers, I lied. Shocker. Sure. So that there's, uh, there's no rights that the Satterfields would have to any settlement which was uh, which was uh, obtained through lying. So, uh, so, I mean, the irony is Murdoch's interest uh, is to admit about lies he pocketed millions from. So the millions are now gone, and his likely truthful revisionist history leaves the Satterfields potentially exposed to a Nautilus lawsuit. Murdoch's attorneys have appealed his conviction— for the murders of Maggie and Pawpaw. So nothing going on there. Sled is still investigating the Gloria Satterfield death. So we'll see what else they come up with. And while Murdoch's courtroom battles are far from over, he continues to melt the hearts of screwed up women across America. Alec is still receiving volumes of fan mail every day. Recently, Lacey, who describes herself as, quote, a small town girl from Missouri sent Murdoch six messages. Quote, I am unable to get you off of my mind, she wrote in one. And in another, quote, I do want you to know that you are loved for and cared for. Isn't that sweet? That's so special. What kind of woman (laughs) (laughs) this ladies tell us, there are a lot of you out there, what kind of woman is Writing love letters. It takes
2: all kinds to make the world go around. And you know what? The whole thing, all I heard was lawyers, lawyers, lawyers. And then you know what? I've come from many generations of lawyers grandparents, grandmothers, grandfathers, and mom and dad, brothers and sisters, and everything else. And I just don't like any of them. (laughs) lawyers, I mean, (laughs) except for Thomas Davenport out of Alexandria, Louisiana. He's a one honest dude. And
0: a Livingston. Well, no, no, I'm
2: talking – yeah, yeah. If, it, it, and, unless I was in Livingston, I would use Jess Rock, absolutely. But he only does Livingston, right? Right. But Thomas Davenport, Federal Court, anywhere, that dude will rip somebody's balls off. And feed it to him. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Very good, That Mike. ends your Murdaugh update. Thank there you me. go. And look – uh, this is a great kind of segue into our next segment here. And that is that court documents are a great thing because you, you discover a lot about things that were previously covered and they, and they kind of pop up and they give you a little more, a little more insight into them. And you guess what? About, you talking about like justa or uh, justa or uh, yeah, yeah, that, right, like but actual any court documents that yeah. come out when people get arrested, they start right. to go to court. These, right. discovery
2: official official records.
0: Yes. So let's talk about Brian Walsh for a minute. and He's a blast from the past. Of course, his wife, Anna Walsh, uh, never been found, was missing, and he was probably the dumbest criminal in the history of dumb criminals uh, in this case. So a couple of things have come out that y'all are going to find interesting. And the first is, in the court documents, they released a ransom note that was actually – Uh, issued six days after she went missing. And Mm. so the contents of the note were included in a search warrant application and documents that were made public last week. Uh, The vague note was sent by email to a detective at 5.18 a.m. on January 7th from a Gmail account with the username Richard Walker. Okay, and a few days after Anna Walsh... Jack Walker? (laughs) Dick, dick walker <laughs> He said dick, yes dick walker. so uh basically it said we have the so named so named anna walsh with us here we had a deal worth one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars, and she messed up we have her here with us and if she doesn't pay the money then she'll never be back and we know the police and fbi are involved good luck finding us the note stated now uh Pretty much everybody and their grandmother thinks that, and, and, and I'm included, that Brian Walsh sent this to try to throw the the uh, FBI off his case. So that was the ransom letter. And then something else came out as well in these court documents. And that was that Anna Walsh, Anna Walsh figured out a long time ago how much of an ass clown her husband was. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And she was having a month long intimate affair with a man in Washington, Washington DC. She
1: was getting her a little something.
0: Yes. And now this was no ordinary affair. It wasn't just a hey, we're gonna play around and I'm gonna stay married and you're gonna stay married. They actually had she actually had plans to leave her husband. Exit plan. Before she went missing. That's right. Anna was said to be dating a man in the months leading up to the disappearance while still married to her husband who is now accused of murdering her. Anna's alleged romantic partner told investigators the pair saw each other frequently during the time uh, she spent working as a real estate executive in Washington, D.C., and that their relationship had recently become more serious. The pair actually spent the past Thanksgiving together in Dublin, Ireland. How about that? Really? Yeah, and also spent Christmas Eve together. And she was cutting out for New Year's Eve, right? That they also had planned to celebrate New Year's on January fourth. Mm. Uh, so maybe he got wind of that. Oh, you yeah. think? Oh yeah. Anna, thirty nine, typically split time between her Massachusetts home, which she shared with her husband and their kids, and Washington D.C., where she worked during the week. The marriage between Anna and Brian Walsh was strained due to his twenty eighteen art frog. Conviction, yeah. and Anna had planned to move the three young kids to Washington prior to her disappearance. So that also came out, and this is this is important because to me, if you didn't have it before, now you've got motive. Why would he kill her? She was having an affair. Absolutely. There you go. I can't. And have and it. she was about to leave he to go spend New Year's it. Day with the man. Right. Not that that, and of course, look. I, after I learned about this guy, I don't blame her for having an affair yeah. uh, over uh, off of that guy. But um, but that gives them probably the motive they needed to just open and shut that case. Yeah,
1: yeah I saw also one uh, new search that he conducted that uh, it was not a new search, but a new report of a search that he conducted where his search query was how to get rid of an 100 of a 111 pound
2: body. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing <laughs> so, like being specific yeah. when you don't, <laughs> yeah, that's you don't pretty clear your search history. Is that different
1: than yeah. how you get rid of a 113-pound body? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he, never know.
2: Genius he was not. Never know. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that just rolls on, people. Uh, let's take you to the great state of New Jersey, where a couple is behind bars after a routine traffic stop turned into a demolition derby that resulted in charges of attempted murder of a police officer and aggravated assault. So Mark F., 23 <laughs> years of age from Eversham, New Jersey, was arrested by Eversham police early Sunday morning and charged with two counts of attempted first-degree murder of a police officer, two counts of third-degree aggravated assault on a police officer, two counts of third-degree eluding, four counts of fourth-degree criminal mischief, and fourth-degree injuring of a police canine. So... Mr. F's wife, Ruth Patton, 42, was charged with third-degree terroristic threats and fourth-degree obstruction of justice. The Eversham Police Department said officers were tending to a motor vehicle crash around 1 a.m. on Sunday when a white Hyundai y'all know you can steal those now, a white Hyundai sedan was heading toward them on Taunton Lake Road at an estimated speed of 80 miles per hour in a 40-mile-per-hour zone. So, The car passed up the cops. Cops um, radio out a description of the vehicle to other officers in the area. One officer is tempted to initiate a traffic stop near another uh, intersection, and Mr. F continued driving through the red light at the intersection. Officers recognized the vehicle and the suspect from previous encounters, and the pursuit was canceled, right? We talked about this. uh, Responsible move. Right, right. Uh, So instead— Officers attained a warrant for Mr. F. and went to his house to serve it. You can say his name, Mike, when I get done. But, uh, <laughs> when Mr. F. pulled into his driveway, Patton got out of the vehicle, and officers moved their vehicles behind his vehicle as he remained inside. Mr. F. was ordered out of the vehicle, but he ignored the order, instead started driving, putting his vehicle in reverse, pulling out of the driveway at a high rate of speed, and nearly striking two officers. Now y'all, and our policy was, you not supposed to shoot at a moving or from a moving vehicle, but you could shoot a moving vehicle if they're trying to kill you, right? Trying to run you over. So anyway, Mister F then hit a police vehicle with a K nine unit inside. Y'all, oh, you just doll, he just lost me. He just right. Lost me. Police said then uh, he drove toward the two officers who nearly got hit as he backed out of the driveway. The Suspect then drove across the lawn of his neighbors and allegedly ran the K9 vehicle three more times on purpose before attempting to leave the scene again. As Mr. F fled, he struck two more police vehicles until his Hyundai was disabled. And Hyundai, Freaking Hyundai it, right? took a beating in five kept years, on 60000 ticking, huh? mile warning. I'm like five of them just for that reason. Put wow. the kids through college. All right. So, um, and before they get him out of his vehicle, or before he could get out of his vehicle, police approached him and made him gently get some real estate, I'm, I'm sure you, after all this mayhem, right? I bet they skull drug his fucking ass. But he was given medical attention at the scene before being transported to hospital for evaluation. Uh, Mr. F. was removed from his vehicle. Patton, police added, attempted to interfere with our actions and told them she would kill the officers. Mm, not such so a good idea, Miss Patton, or Miss Miss Ev. Why they got different names? That's his wife.
1: Maybe she couldn't pronounce his
2: name his wife, either. Right. <laughs> so, officers were injured, in were retreat scene, and the K nine Tango is being treated by a vet because of the four impacts to the vehicle it was inside of. But Tango is going to be okay, right? Right. So, what's his name now? Okay. No. No. So, is this? Mr. F is,
1: is this legitimately a work stoppage on your part? You refuse to pronounce, uh, you attempt to pronounce anything Italian you no, see. No, 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 no it's, you,
2: it's not. It's not the because um, it's been. I've been. I've been here for several more hours in the holiday, and y'all today. Once I reach a certain, <laughs> I'm being honest. Once I reach a certain point, I start getting tongue-tied, and and I know I can't say the dude's name. I I know that on the early F side – hell, I can't kids, say his kids, name kids, if, if I've been if, here five whatever. minutes. And I, I know what the assault my on my so people What's his continues. His What's his name? Ferriolo. That's, that's who Mr. F is y'all, but he has wife last name of Patton figured out one out.
1: Well, also if you take a look at, uh, it, Oh, you, you didn't, you have the pictures there. Nope. Uh, yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that couple. I think he was in his late twenties and she was in her mid forties. It was a very weird sort of setup there. Not that, you know, Hey, hey, hey you, love is love. Who you love is love. No, I'm,
2: no one to judge, right? I'm just going to shut Except up.
1: Except next story you have with, and I'm going to find somebody with like a 17 syllable Italian name for you next week.
2: That, next oh, week God when God. I'm fresh.
1: <laughs> yes, when you're when not you're, hello fresh. Code RRC
2: fifty for 50 percent off. First order delivery. All
1: right, guys. We've never had an intervention on the show, but we're going to have one right now, and this applies to both of you guys, but perhaps a bit more to Mr. Overton. Mm,
2: must be alcohol.
1: Well, you know, neither of you guys are 25 anymore, and sometimes you need to take a break away from the alcohol. Oh, boy. So I want to talk to you about a healthy alternative to alcohol that can be just the right fix after a stressful day. You know, Woody, like a day after 10 crazies from Wisconsin come into town to kill a 1,000 wild boars, and you idiots end up killing a 1,000 shiner box at the same time. That's going to happen. <laughs> well, I know it is. And so I want to tell you about a product called Recess Mood. Mm. Think about it. Even the name sounds relaxing. Recess Mood is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. Now, while Jim is looking up the meaning of adaptogens, I'll continue on. Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners get 15% off The Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C. That's takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C. You can enjoy Recess Mood after a busy day or whatever you need to relax and unwind. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. Mm. Those sound yummy. Yeah. It's only got 20 calories. Doesn't have any sugar in it. So I don't know if you've ever had guilt, Woody. But if you do, Recess Mood could help you get
2: rid of it. Yeah, but I've had the pain of not having a recess.
1: Okay, well, you <laughs> deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to com slash RLRC and get 15% off a Recess Mood sampler pack. It's your go-to alcohol replacement. This is a, uh, a story that was a really, really big story, the story of the day on Wednesday, May 3rd. Um, uh, involving a shooting in the city of Atlanta. Oh, I saw that shit. <laughs> Atlanta police confirmed that Dion Patterson, the 24 year old gunman who they say opened fire at Midtown Atlanta's Northside Hospital, was taken into custody Wednesday night. They held a joint press conference with the Cobb County Police Department detailing the arrest. Authorities identified the suspect as Patterson, who was discharged from active duty by the Coast Guard in January.
2: Right. His former Coast Guardsman.
1: They were able to identify him by using surveillance video. Folks, we're going to have to, like, (laughs) rearrange this room so I don't look at Woody when I'm doing a story. Uh, I'm just –
2: it's – Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah. Patterson now faces counts of aggravated aggravated assault and one count of murder. He's currently booked into the Fulton County Jail and being held – in the jail's observation unit. Patterson is scheduled to go before a Fulton County judge this morning, as we record, Thursday. Cobb County Police Chief Stuart Van Hooser said, while technology played a very instrumental role in tracking Patterson, he also credits the timeliness of his capture to the hardworking people analyzing footage and looking for clues. So they got some technology help in finding this guy. We had a lot of clues Uh, uh, in real time and had a pretty good instinct on where he was. He said Van Hooser said an operator in Cobb County's real-time crime center saw a 911 call come in that they suspected to be the gunman. The operator shared that information with officials who were able to track the caller down to a specific location. From there, an undercover officer saw and made contact with the suspect at the Waterford Place condo complex near Truist Park, As uniformed officers closed in and made the arrest, the suspect was apprehended without incident. A handgun was seized. He will be charged and stand trial for his crimes, Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens said. Patterson's mother, Minion Patterson, said that her son had some mental instability going on and that he had gotten some medication from the VA that may have been bad. While rumors circulated revolving around the suspect's mental health status, Atlanta Deputy Chief Charles Hampton said the department would not be releasing any information regarding that. He did, however, confirm that the suspect was at Midtown Atlanta's Northside Hospital Wednesday for an appointment. Um, It seems like every single one of these we— we go through, we've got a situation with somebody with some kind of mental illness, uh, some kind of mental health crisis, and these people are out there, uh, one reason or another. I mean, this guy seemed like he was perfectly sane and healthy getting his, uh, I don't know if you get honorable uh, discharge, he just got a discharge uh, from the uh, from the Coast Guard in January. So I'm only talking a couple of months ago, yeah. and- He just shoots up a hospital waiting room. Allegedly, Patterson shot five people in the waiting room of the hospital. The people shot were a 38-year-old female, a 39-year-old female, a 71-year-old female, a 56-year-old female, and a 25-year-old female. On Wednesday night, Fulton County medical examiners identified the deceased victim, as 38-year-old Amy St. Pierre of Atlanta, who happened to be an employee of the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC there. So Crazy shot him, indiscriminate.
2: No uh, uh, no victimology up. on that. None
1: whatsoever. So that's the sad news out no. of Atlanta.
2: Woody, sword. you ever been to Cancun? <laughs> yep. Uh, I used to go diving every two weeks. Uh, when I was with the state police and I was a single dad, and um, I'd fly into Cancun mm-hmm. because it was it was cheaper mm-hmm. and I'd catch the ferry across. It's what about was, you, Michael? Very yes. touristy, very developed. Uh, where Cause at the time wasn't What's the
1: uh, What's the island with the great? They have great snorkeling and scuba, but uh, I can't remember. That's right off of there, the place that you go.
2: Well, right. now I, I quit going to Cause, and we go to Belize now. Uh, but we go in the heart of Belize and down south, not on cruise ships. And then there's Roatan below, right below that where you could dive from the shore and do us actually part of uh, Guatemala. Well,
0: Not Guatemala, uh, Honduras. Well, you might want to be careful next time y'all are in the Cancun area because eight bodies have been found near the
2: actual beaches. That is so weird because they they – used to have such a lockdown on Cancun on the cartels because they didn't want to F with the tourism. Right, and these remains were found. It was about
0: 10 miles from the actual beach and what they would call the hotel zone. So too close for comfort, for sure. Eight bodies were discovered dumped near a Cancun resort in Mexico, and this is one of the country's most popular tourist destinations. The bodies were found in wooden lots and sinkhole ponds, by authorities searching over the weekend. Now, five of the bodies were discovered at a building site that was seemingly abandoned. Reportedly, the bodies had been dumped there between one and two months ago, and three of the bodies have since been identified and were linked to three different missing person cases. On the outskirts of Cancun, in another wooded area, police found three sets of skeletal remains. Relatives of the missing people, volunteers, and specially trained dogs accompany the authorities in the searches, which have become common throughout the country as of late, and rival drug gangs have allegedly caused violence in Cancun and the resort-studded Caribbean coast south of it, and the covet body-dumping grounds are reportedly used by the drug cartels to dispose of the victims' bodies. Numerous cartels are fighting for control of the Caribbean coast and it's lucrative retail drug trade. So more than 112,000 people are listed as missing in Mexico, which is just a staggering number. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, it's crazy. And,
1: and those are, uh, those aren't tourists, right? Those are, uh, I'm those sure are Mexican some national, are, national. Yeah. Maybe
2: yeah. Some. yeah. Well, we did the story on the lady that went across for the, the medical right, right, tourism right, right. and, and they got shot up. But the, uh, but it really blows my mind because Cozumel was my jam for a long, long time. But it used to be a fishing village and a diving village. And then the first cruise ship came. But I I specifically remember police presence in, or Army presence in Cancun. And they had checkpoints and stuff. And so and even the cartels allegedly agreed not to mess with the business in Cancun. Yeah. Well,
1: I think it's evolved a lot. It was originally when the first big resorts were going in, a yeah. family Vacation uh, destination and quickly evolve to a spring break spot, right. uh, a young a young person spot, lots of when
2: they when you know, I go to Casa, I stay in the local places and I have local friends my buddy on the dive shop, et cetera. But the these places in Cancun are multi, multi million dollar resorts. You you go there, you don't leave. Unless you're going shopping in, in the downtown district or something. It's not like you're going out for restaurants to get out all-you-can-eat buffets. and I mean, like mega resorts. I got, they're they're spread out. They're, they're, way, they're outside the city limits. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, right. Anyway, that's crazy. So, y'all, on May 1st, 2023, at approximately 4.55 p.m., officers responded to a report of an assault that occurred on a school bus in – this was the Prince George County's Police Department, okay? The bus just had just stopped at Iverson Street and Sutler Drive to drop off the students. And while stopped, three suspects boarded the bus and began to attack a victim who remained on the bus. The, the victim was a juvenile male. One of the suspects displayed a handgun and attempted to shoot the victim multiple times, but detectives believed the weapon malfunctioned. Ammunition was recovered from the bus. The victim suffered minor injuries during the assault. Two adults, a bus driver and a bus aide, were on on or near the bus at the time and they were not injured. And the suspects are currently on the run. But this was an attempted murder, plain and simple, Martin Diggs, head of the bus driver's union in Prince George County, said about the Monday incident. After the three teenagers boarded the bus, one of them is said to have pointed the gun at the 14-year-old's head and pulled the trigger Three times the gun did not fire. And the police later find found three live rounds in the bus. Um, The suspects who were wearing hoodies as well as masks, pistol whipped the teenager after the gun misfired. They tried to kill my son three times and they failed. The victim's mother told the outlet. And you know what? I would say to them, you're cowards. You're going to be forever be a coward. You're not going to have any good luck and you will get caught and, you know, naturally the people are terrified in the school bus district. I and mean, we talk more and more about school buses every day, right? The, um,
1: yeah, and and uh, crazy crimes in DC being committed by teens, right, by, right. Uh, by just underage.
2: Like running wild. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? There's that angel protecting that 14 year old. He got my he got oh, pistol book. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of a pistol. And unless unless they racked it back I mean, you you click and then they keep to tap rack and tap rack and roll to clear your malfunction I can't imagine this kid's training that you could click three times and there was an angel yeah putting a finger in that barrel I agree so it's crazy crazy world we live in people yeah developing case coming at right. you
1: well folks we uh, we value your comments your participation in our social media. Etc. and uh, and look to deliver stories based upon the subjects that you really want to hear about. Right. And there's been a large uh, uh, outcry in. Uh, Real life, real crime, daily nation for more royals news.
2: And so um, I'm, and I'm so leaving. I'm, I swear to God, I'm going to get up and leave. You, <laughs> you, you, you do anything there's, about there, Prince Harry or the, the Royals at all? I'm leaving.
1: There is an outcry from our audience for a little bit of what We have to okay. serve the people. You start
2: and see what I'm going to do.
1: <laughs> There was an explosion outside of Buckingham Palace. That that's news. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's real. The, that's crime. Okay, that's right. real right. news. Right. So Metropolitan Police say they've arrested someone outside of Buckingham Palace on Tuesday night. This that's is just
2: four still days,
1: cheap. just four days ahead of King Charles coronation.
2: Okay, still legit,
1: legitimate, right? Royals news. That you were talk about those other no 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 no. no, no. Yeah. Well, early reports that it was Meghan Markle that. <laughs> That uh,
2: no, Those reports (laughs) prove to be false.
1: Those reports prove to be false false, as she is not even planning on attending the coronation event. Her beloved Harry. I'm gone. Her beloved Harry has supposedly secured (laughs) bleacher seats for the
2: event. A man was arrested outside of
1: Buckingham Palace on Tuesday evening after police say he threw what they believe to be shotgun cartridges into the palace grounds. King Charles and Queen Camilla were not at Buckingham Palace at the time of the incident. The unidentified uh, uh, man was arrested around 7 p.m. Authorities used a, quote, controlled explosion to eliminate what they say was a, quote, suspicious bag found in the man's possession. In the release, authorities say they quickly detained the man after he approached the gates of Buckingham Palace and threw a number of items suspected to be shotgun cartridges onto the palace grounds. Mm. Quote. There have been uh, there have been recovered. They have been recovered and will be taken for specialist examination. The man has been arrested on suspicion of possession of an offensive weapon. Chief Superintendent Joseph McDonald said in his release that there have been no reports of any shots fired or any injuries to officers or members of the public. After his arrest, police say the area was cordoned off by authorities, and they used. The controlled explosion, quote, as a precaution. The incident, as I said, comes just four days ahead of King Charles' coronation at Westminster Abbey on Saturday, and Buckingham Palace had no further comment, other than to verify that Meghan Markle.
0: Now, what is it? What is a controlled
2: explosion? That, uh, they like they state police has a truck and, a, and it has a, like a cement cylinder in the middle of it and okay. uh, put it in there and the, they put C4 on top of it and close it up and they blow it up. Okay. Or, they, or they, if it's out in the open, or naturally they try to get it away from um, uh, populated places and they'll put an explosive on top of it. If the, if the device is explosive, then naturally it's a big boom. If it's not explosive, it's just your boom. And, and that, I guess, would would it, keep it someone keeps, from having to undetonate right. it right. and killing them. You asked about for it, you night. got it. Royals news. That's right. Just not those fake rules.
0: All right. So we're going to bring you back on this side of the pond and we're going to, we're going to give you a story coming out of Baton Rouge. And that is a 23 year old has been arrested after a runaway 11 year old girl was found hiding at his home. police. Uh, have arrested a 23-year-old man after a missing 11-year-old who never arrived home from school was found in his apartment. The Baton Rouge Police Department responded to the home on Tuesday evening uh, for reports of a missing person. When they arrived, they spoke with the parent of an 11-year-old girl who reportedly never returned home. A day later, a tip led officers to a home in Baton Rouge where they found the girl with 23-year-old Julio Malinado, the victim told police that Maladano was her boyfriend who she had started speaking with one month ago. therapist at the Baton Rouge Children Advocacy Center, CASA, Casa, said this sounds like a typical case of grooming. As a matter of fact, Kaylee Egler said minors and kids state that they are dating adults. It's not dating. It's abuse. Exactly. We get a few of those. They view it as that because they were groomed to view it as that.
2: Yep. I work to them bro.
0: Yeah. And, and she also told officers that she had called Maladano on Tuesday and that she didn't want to go home because her father was allegedly abusing her. While at his residence, the victim said they kissed and he tried to convince her to take a shower, but she refused. Grooming can look, Different in different situations, but the underlying goal is to gain access and trust. This from clinical director Maria Elena Allgood. Molinano was arrested for aggravated kidnapping of a child and indecent behavior. His bomb was set at 175,000. Molinano needs his
2: ass beat. That and, is and, disgusting and, out, and absolutely uh, sickening. Shout to me. out to the CASA workers, y'all, and and they're the ones the the interviewers uh that have to interview all the children, even the ones that are making fake allegations for whether it's a custody battle or whatever. But uh, law enforcement monitors from the other room. I've I've done hundreds of these, and they. The cost workers, the forensic interviewers who sit in the room with those babies and hear the shit that they have to hear, uh, shout out to them. You know.
0: As as we'd say in real life real crime, yeah. murder by you. Murder hashtag
2: murder by you yeah. bitch from the mother So y'all I'll take you to another story about a guy named Christopher Prestapino. One of your people, Mike.
1: He would be one of my people. And um, let's just do a, a little Woody
2: Douglas. Uh, he nailed that one, right? That's awesome. Woody, Look, man. I'm doing oh, pretty you're good. Top I'm doing of pretty that. good. So he was 49 years old and was sentenced to 10 to 25 years in prison. He's from Las Vegas, y'all. Um, but he was sentenced for killing an Instagram model whose remains were found encased in concrete. Prestopino pled guilty via an Alfred plea, and y'all. Alfred Plea is um, saying you're guilty without saying you're guilty, basically, and getting time served. Uh, I mean, anyway, he took the Alfred Plea last month to second degree murder and first degree kidnapping in the death of 24 year old Esmeralda Gonzalez. Um, Gonzalez vanished in late May of 2019, according to police. And her body was found in a desert outside Glendale, Nevada, and her hands were bound, and there was white tape around her head and neck. The body was found wrapped in blankets and stuffed inside a 250-gallon water tank that was then filled with concrete and covered with wood. That's a lot of concrete, y'all. The prosecutors alleged that Prestopino was a high on meth when he strangled the model. A tipster supposedly alerted police. Gonzalez was injected with pool cleaner before being dumped in the desert. That's got to be a pleasant <sighs> way to go, right? Yeah. Uh, Prestopino alleged accomplices... Cassandra Garrett and Lisa Mort were taken into custody following Gonzalez's death. Garrett later pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter, and Mort was charged with being accessory. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Who the fuck can afford to bury somebody in a 250-gallon water tank? And then they must not haul it out there. They must just
0: freeze an Yeah,
2: the And then you got, and you're in the middle of the desert, and you got enough water to mix concrete? Crazy, yeah. I don't know, but another another crazy ass drugs,
1: uh, you know, yeah. involved, and you're yeah. injecting her with like chlorine, pool cleaner, or pool cleaner.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, don't I don't know. All right, UC
0: Davis has arrested a serial killer. Davis Police announced the arrest of a former 21-year-old UC Davis student as the suspect in three stabbings that left two men dead and a woman critically injured. Davis Police Chief Darren Pitel said Carlos Dominguez, who was a student at UC Davis until last week and previously lived in Oakland, California, was arrested Thursday afternoon on two homicide counts, and one attempted homicide charge. The district attorney will be reviewing reports in the coming days to determine charges. He added that detectives are still investigating a motive for the attacks and that Dominguez was aware authorities were searching for him. Now, the arrest comes after a series of knife attacks. that began April 27th in UC Davis with the stabbing of 50 year old David Henry Bro, who later was found dead in the city's Central Park. Two nights later, on April 29th, UC Davis Sr. Kareem Abu Nim. 20 was stabbed to death at Sycamore Park. That week of attacks terrified residents of a normally peaceful community and students at nearby UC Davis where security patrols were stepped up and the night classes were being held remotely as police sought a suspect. UC Davis said night classes will likely resume on Monday. Now, how did police arrest the suspect? Well, he was detained Wednesday at about 5 p.m., A block from Sycamore Park, the site of the second homicide, which occurred last Saturday after 15 separate callers phoned police to report seeing a man who matched the description of the suspect. His description included long, dark curly hair, wearing black Adidas pants with a white stripe. Pytel said one caller followed Dominguez from Sycamore Park until police arrived and stopped him about a block from the park. Dominguez went with the police voluntarily, Pytel said, and police later found a large knife in his backpack. Pytel said police did not know whether Dominguez may have been planning another attack when he was detained. What I can say is that he was out wandering a neighborhood where the second homicide had occurred, Pytel said. He had a large knife and a backpack wearing the same clothes from the third stabbing. That's highly unusual and unique. Now, UC Davis did confirm that Dominguez was a student until April 25th when he separated for academic reasons. The first stabbing happened two days later. The university said Dominguez was majoring in biological sciences and was in his third year at the school. A listing for Carlos Dominguez in the UC Davis directory shows a sophomore student majoring in biological sciences. Davis police have said they were hoping to use DNA evidence to pinpoint a suspect and were using the resources of the FBI, the State Justice Department, and the Sacramento County District Attorney Crime Lab to analyze evidence from the scenes. Pytel also said that some of the victims had fought back and that Dominguez does have some injuries on his arms and hands. Now, Pytel also said the police were not aware of any previous criminal history for Dominguez. He said during questioning that Dominguez was reserved and he spoke for a long time, but he would not divulge details of whether Dominguez confessed or expressed remorse. Initially, police were hesitant to link all three attacks, saying more investigation was needed, but Battelle did say Thursday that was no longer the case. At this point, we believe that all three are connected. Detectives were still evaluating whether Dominguez may have known Nim, the second victim, from classes or interactions on campus where both were students. So good news there, as it appears that a serial killer has been taken off of the streets at UC Davis in California.
1: We mentioned earlier that we are taking the pulse of the audience and finding out what you're interested in and what kind of stories you want to hear from us. Mm-hmm. And this is another example of us keeping our ear low to the ground <laughs> oh and making God. sure we're providing the kind of information you are Going
2: looking for. I, 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 no I have no idea what's coming up <laughs> His, that's his yeah. why me being like me. By our, he means him.
1: <laughs> I, want, I, want you, I want you to raise your right hand and promise. I do solemnly swear. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do solemnly swear.
1: Not to interrupt. Not to interrupt. Mike's attempt. Mike's attempt. To get through. To get through. This story. This story. Thank you. So help me God. <laughs> so you got. <laughs> we know what this audience wants, and we know this audience. we know what this audience needs, and that's why your real life real crime daily fashion police were out at Monday's annual Met gala, the fashion event of the year, which, Everybody, I'm sure, watched all the red carpet celebrations. So the Met Gala is the biggest night of the year in American fashion. It's also the most eagerly awaited red carpet event among the celebrity watching set. So this event has eclipsed the Oscars, the Grammys, all of those things. And it is the fashion event of the year, the Met Gala. This year's gala paid tribute to the late and legendary Chanel designer, Carl Lagerfeld. You familiar with Lagerfeld, aren't you, Woody? Yeah, big fan. Oh, he can't talk. He can't That's talk. right. Our own Woody Overton was invited to attend this year's event, which I believe is a first ever for. I don't think Rogan's ever gotten an invite. I don't. I mean, there's uh, uh, nobody I know of. Megan Kelly, anybody big in the podcast space, but Woody Overton was invited to attend this year's event for the first time, but he graciously turned down the uh, the invitation because he had previously committed to a hillbilly hand-fishing tournament in Arkansas. <laughs> Not to worry, though, because our I-team cameras were at the event, and we have our top three fashion crimes to report from the event. Mm-hmm. And we will post the evidence of these crimes. The first crime, and this person is charged with, quote, the I want all of America to see inside of my ass award. And the winner is Lil Nas X. Oh. Seeing him with his body painted head to toe with a full pearl and crystal encrusted face mask made me wish I could unlearn the words to Old Town Road. <laughs> our our second crime um, <laughs> is charged to the actor Jared Leto. And uh, this one is, well, Jared Leto... You're not going to believe this when you see the picture. Uh, he actually came to the awards dressed as a pussy cat, literally dressed as a pussy cat. And I must say, it's the most incredible costume I've ever look at. Look at his. But that's that's not a kitten. That's Jared Leto's outfit at the thing. Woody is uh, not excited about this segment. Our third criminal is charged with the I'm wearing what Woody would have worn if he came award, and that's none other than Pete Davidson. Um, this outfit seems to be the final act of self mutilation that usually follows a Kardashian breakup for uh Davidson. And uh, Woody, you would look great in that. We will will post that. That's just that just screams Woody that that outfit, and so. Uh, Based upon the disaster that was this report and the event we are reporting on, the Real Life Real Crime Daily Fashion Police are declaring a moratorium on red carpet coverage for these self-masturbatory celebrity events until further notice. Thank you.
2: Are you done?
0: (laughs) I I am done. Look on Facebook for the uh, for the pictures of of everything Mike just brought up at
2: the and Met I Awards. Think the last one, could the have been me. Gala, could have been me. It could have it been. been a camouflage. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> next year, don't book I, your hillbilly handfish and try at you, the same weekend.
2: I've never heard of a Met Gala. I thought that was some type of whatever statement or you know, Met Gala. Whatever people actually thought it was, it was an insurance company. <laughs> oh my Met god! Gala baseball life. team, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Ladies, if
1: I ever needed hey. your support on a topic, it's, 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 it's that this sure one. I was know, pretty, I know you're familiar cat? with the Met Gala.
0: <laughs> they stole what? What? Woody, they stole what? They stole what? They stole Jared Leto's outfit. How <laughs> about they stole pets? Pets? Yes. Like that one on the, on the Met Gala thing? Yeah, could be. The hideous practice. There's actually a practice out there known as dog flipping. And it's rose in attention. I've actually heard of this the past few years. Unfortunately, it appears to still be a problem. What this crime basically involves is the stealing of a pet and then flipping it to a buyer to make a buck. The American Kennel Club reports that dog flipping or dog napping is on the rise. And it's not just dogs the thieves are after, there have been reports of cats, lizards, parrots, macaws. And hamsters being stolen, as well as more than a few snakes, which thieves sometimes stuff down their pants in pet stores. Really? Yeah, I've been. I mean, I've got an anaconda in my pants.
2: Right? <laughs> you see, when it has a hundred, hundred teeth that holds back a monster. <laughs> Y'all, have one, to that one. Right?
0: <laughs> one exotic pet store in Omaha. Oh shit. One exotic pet store in Omaha was ripped off for $18,000 worth of snakes and a few frozen rats to feed them just a month ago. Just a month ago, though, in a happy ending, the thief in that incident was caught and all the reptiles and rats that were still alive were returned to the store. That's crazy. Here we go. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm
2: talking about. It's time to get kinky. And, y'all, it's time for Kinky Crimes on this Monday. Now, check this out. Mike, we were talking about before recording where I'm going fishing when I leave here. This is actually I have to drive through this parish to go fishing. Really? Right? So, y'all, this story is kind of funny AF. Oh, it's great. So, a 33-year-old woman named Elizabeth uh, Jernigan and her 35-year-old husband named Rex were recently arrested after it was discovered they'd been having sex in multiple public places, including Burger King, Walmart, the mall, and a public library. I, mm. Right? We've all done I that mean, once in a while, right? But the problem was, y'all, when you're in the mood, you're in the mood. As soon, soon as they got done having sex in these public places, unlike Mike Agabino, they went, straight to the website Pornhub and uploaded the videos Ah. to them having sex in the public place, right? So they were busted after police were given a heads-up of a lewd activity uh, uh, occurring at the public library. Yeah, that's not legal, right? So authorities say the the Jernigans recorded themselves having sex in the library and then uploaded the video to pornography website Pornhub. Jernigan's were charged with six counts of vicinity after police say the couple had intercourse in various other businesses throughout the city of Homa and Terrebonne Parish, where I'm going today, over the course of several months. On the as account, videos show Elizabeth exposing herself and masturbating inside places of business, including the Southland Mall in Homa, been there, a local Walmart, been there, because uh, uh, the stolen Walmart in Homa, and a Burger King. Probably been there. Uh, in the video filmed in the public library, I haven't been there. Elizabeth is seen performing oral sex on her husband in front of a periodicals rack. Yes, Homo, right? Homo police obtained se- several of the videos which have been secured as evidence. And it doesn't end there. After being released on bail, Rex posted the news of their arrest on Pornhub. To all my friends and followers, the wife and I just recently bailed out of jail for our public videos we posted on Pornhub. Hopefully, soon we'll get to post a new video. I'm gonna tell I you need what. I them up on the way down there.
1: And pretty- uh, hopefully, if they do, I mean, they right. they pick a better fast food spot
2: than Burger King. There's not a lot in in, in um, Oh yeah, I mean, no, Homer's got home
1: got a Cane's. Home oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure they got I mean, yeah. Who, who's Although, that is boys? the home of the whopper, though. I mean, if you're, yeah, it's but, the, yeah, but, they yeah. probably did something about him. You know why I, know why I never used the bathroom? Although, he could have been a whopper junior.
2: You know why a I name. never used the bathroom Whopper with a broken hand? Because <laughs> it takes two hands to handle a whopper. Oh, Lord. I mean, no, <laughs> no, no, the bathroom burger king with a broken yeah, I, hand. Takes I got uh, it. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Kinky grind. See you today.
0: That would Oh great. Yes. Episode of Kinky Crying.
2: Thank you, Woody Overton, for that. Thank you. Give me some
1: banjos. Lay
2: it on. Here we go. You gotta get him an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we
1: gotta give him some overalls. I just want a banjo. I gotta learn the banjo. Um, this is a good one today. We have a thief who was caught, as all these dumb criminals end up getting caught.
2: Except um, for the one who nutted in the shoes.
1: <laughs> no, except
2: for a, that one that was a kinky that oh, wasn't a dumb
1: I think all the dumbs have That's been right, apprehended I got, I got and this one uh, would follow suit after trying to rob the same bank two days in a row Nice, nice they say criminals always return to the scene of the crime but a bank robber in California didn't even wait a day before he came back to the branch he allegedly knocked over Mm. Samuel Brown, 33 years old, was busted after he tried to rob the same Fountain Valley Chase Bank two days in a row. The San Diego resident took off with, quote, a large amount of cash after he slipped a stick-up note to a teller at the New Hope Street Chase at 3 p.m. on Monday. You would think that would have been good enough for right. old Samuel. But the dough apparently wasn't enough for Brown, who came back to the bank the next morning and tried to rob it again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what a dumbass. Hey,
2: police
1: arrived <laughs> and arrested him without incident. Nice. Uh, Woody, didn't you do an episode of uh Real Life Crime Original uh, where you arrested a bank robber who robbed a bank?
2: Right across the street from a police station? Uh, right across the street from the, uh, Springfield Police yeah. Station. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. smart, too. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, like, 20 <laughs> yards. Closing banjos. Yes. Hey, it worked once. That was a good one. That was a good. One. What a dumb criminal. A friend of mine in FBI said that if, if there was one crime that he was going to do uh, one time in his life, that he knew he could get away with it. He said, be a rob a bank. Yeah. Wow. Got a good day in crime for y'all.
0: I love these. From 1896. We're bringing you way back. H. H. Holmes,
2: America's Johnny, first. Is that
1: John Holmes? Is <laughs> Johnny Holmes? No, no. not related. I don't John know, Holmes, not that one. I I don't I know of of a of. star.
2: John Holmes. Yeah. Johnny
0: the Wad Holmes. Yeah. 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 Oh my God, the yeah. Wad. <laughs> Double H Holmes. I can't turn around and look at her. I will look no. America's first known serial killer was executed by a hanging in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The very first right. known I, serial killer. I, I, there in you go, Mike. You and go. look, here's one that's actually very interesting. In 1977, Marjorie Jackson was found murdered in her Indianapolis home. Marjorie was an eccentric millionaire. Did not trust banks and hid millions of dollars in cash, inside closets, toolboxes, drawers, garbage cans, and vacuum cleaner bags. Sounds like an inside job. Although $6 million in cash was found in the home after her death in various places, the murderers got away with $3 million. Wow. They were caught. Liability. In 1977. Say, that's that's not like
2: a carry. That's like $30 million now. That's a
0: They bad. were caught, though, a short time later after going on shopping sprees, which led tips to police.
2: Oh, that could have been a down payment on Mike's driveway. It might be. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually need a lot of work on that driveway. So that, love that segment, is your
0: day in crime for May 7th. And it also signals
2: the end and of another, another phenomenal, phenomenal episode of real life or crime day. No, and guess what? Cause y'all love it so much. You're getting another one. We're going to start right. dropping four days a week instead four of days three. a week. Coming your way. Yeah. So look
0: forward soon. Okay. Uh, and vi- check out bloody Angola,
2: bloody Angola. Is on fire right now. On fire. Boom. Shooting up the charts. Bloody Angola. Yes. Phenomenal show that Jim Chapman and I do together. Uh, it's like you know, Jim does the best research in the world, and every story is different, and it's taken off finally. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, it did really well in the beginning. Always and, done and, well. And it's done well, but now it's taken off. High as what's,
1: it's been ranked as high as what, five? Yeah. Five
2: on the
0: documentary uh, yeah, charts, yeah. and even in the uh,
2: in, the in very 100s, tough society and uh, culture. culture. Which is pretty much the largest one. It's 10,000 podcasts. And so I... Love that show! I love Real Life, Real Crime Daily, and of course, you know, Emoji Real Life, Real Crime. Oh, but uh, yeah, check out Bloody Angela. You're Angola. a big
1: fan of the Death of Journalism, also, aren't you? I, I <laughs> you
2: absolutely. It is, I am. It is. I gotta Jim's, say, I like that. Jim has warmed up. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, get, like right, I'm gonna get right on that.
1: It's a deep dive. It's maybe yeah, a deeper uh, dive than so you, you uh, want, yeah. want to take. Yeah, you know what, I'll tell I, you I, what. The guy that does it is. I wish I would have thought about that
2: on my drive to and from Wisconsin because I ran out of shit. Of our shit to listen to. I'm talking about. I don't listen to other people's podcasts. Now, John my, Ziegler's well, a pro. I listen, Jennings, I listen to Kelly and I listen to Unspeakable. P, some of theirs and stuff. Unspeakable's great. Kelly. Unspeakable is very good. And in in y'all should check that one out. That's right. But her
1: posts are interesting. Interesting. She's interesting. She and Blake yeah. have a yes. Have a unique oh, thing going. Yeah, on they Blake make there. all of us as like, husbands likes look
2: bad. Right guy. Yeah. Yeah. The so, romance is still alive there. That's right. The, uh,
1: hey.
0: Romance, the
2: in my house.
0: I don't know. Right, right. right? Give them romance every yeah, Friday right, night. Right, there was a
1: little public display of affection in here earlier, <laughs> yeah. that was a bit uncomfortable.
2: But. Yeah, well, well, I'm pretty sure it, she didn't see it that way. <laughs> anyway, but, <laughs> 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 all right, so until next
0: time, or you got anything else to <laughs> say?
2: Like? Yeah, I just say we love all y'all. We do.
0: We do. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton, And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace Your business. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah,
2: you get it. Every time.